Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. I am your host Darren and today we're going to be talking about Ronnie Tortorussia from Controversy or Controversy depending on how you say that. Well excuse me. <laughs> it was recorded in spring 1981 with some overdubs in August 1981 and the album itself was released on October 14th 1981. The musicians on the track is just Prince but with Lisa doing backing vocals. Mm. Just a little bit of Prince and somebody else. Gradually, as these albums progress, we find more and more people joining Prince on tracks. Um, the track is either 1 minute 52 or 1 minute 58, depending on where you find the track. Uh, my CD has it at one fifty-two, but um, the second side of um, Controversy has a lot of songs that kind of blend into each other, one right. into the next, so uh, that probably accounts for the... The kind of the, the, the dispute in this, the length. Mm. Joining me once again is uh, Elliot Wallace. Welcome back, Elliot. Thank you for having me. Get straight into the song because <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, first of all, that's, I wanted to find the genre. I, I, I'm sorry, that side <laughs> kind of uh, gave a, a bad impression. But <laughs> I think this is a kind of weird, kind of like upbeat. I don't know how I describe it. It's almost. I don't know that that guitar stab the that little thing kind of yeah. plays over and over and over again. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know what genre this song falls into because there's also a lot of guitar on it as well. Yeah, um, particularly towards the end where it kind of just falls apart and kind of breaks down just before we we kind of cut into um, into let's work. So I I mean I don't know I don't know what kind of genre you could ever call this. I guess it's it's kind of like Prince's first ever foray into politics of any kind and Prince for as much as he talked about sex and as much as in later years he kind of talked about religion he very very rarely ever said anything about politics and when he was asked about anything kind of political in mm. interviews he would always kind of bat the question away and kind of you know um, you know it's almost like the um, I live in my own heart Matt Damon type thing where he just he wouldn't he didn't want to kind of define himself by the outside world it almost seemed like so once he once he managed to get enough autonomy to not have to interact with the outside it seemed like he put himself in in the prince bubble in prince world as kevin smith defined it yeah. and he rarely stepped out of that, you know. Um, you know, if he wanted a camel at three a.m., then Prince got a camel at three a.m. and and it didn't matter who he was voting for or you know anything like that. He just didn't concern himself with those kind of things. So this track is is kind of such an oddity um, in that way. I did actually say off air that I consider it like a novelty track. Uh, so, um, but um, from my end, yeah, go for it, Elliot, because I know I know you have very specific feelings. So I want you to tell me. Your thoughts on this track, Elliot? First, I would I would really define it as a punk song overall. I I feel like, uh, and I think it's been said before, but controversy really kind of takes a template of Dirty Mind and just redoes it, um, which you know, has its benefits and also some of its you know some of its failings on that end. So this song really actually reminds me a bit of uh, the musicality of Sister um, as just kind of like little yeah. bursts of punk energy so that's how i think about it and i think that's probably why he had some political message with this uh song uh, i think that's why he you know he thought okay well this is the approaching music or approaching politics finding a way to do it through more of a rock sound which this song also reminded me a bit of america uh from around the world in a day where using rock music to talk about like the, the crisis or just the issues in America before something like Sign of the Times where he seemed a bit more comfortable 
in a way to talk about politics. Yeah. But by and large, I, I just define it as a, a punk song. And I think interestingly, you know, two tracks from now or, you know, a couple of days from now when I talk about this, Andy Christian is almost like a, a kind of a more serious a more thoughtful meditation on kind of like politics of the day. This song yeah. just feels so kind of throwaway. Uh, when I became a Prince fan, uh, you know, Prince had already had like kind of 10 albums, 11 albums out. So I was kind of late to get into Prince. But when I got Controversy and I was, you know, obviously, you know, the, the title track and Sexuality, they've been singles. And so I kind of sort of knew them. But when I got yeah. to like Ronnie Talk to Russia, I had no idea what was going on on this album. I'm like, I've just listened to like four songs that are basically about Prince kind of expanding the definitions of like what he is and, and what sexuality mm. is and what people can do. And then he just starts going on at Ronnie Reagan. And I'm just like, I don't know what is going on here. This is just so kind of, it's such a, such a kind of weird kind of shift. And then after this, you get three kind of great songs in a row where it kind of turns back into Prince. And just for this one track, I'm like, I don't know who this person is that's singing this song. Well, maybe it can be kind of seen as a way of him breaking out of a, that bubble. Yeah. Um, I, I think... There are other artists who do this too, who did this too, where they have a successful record and Dirty Mind, while it wasn't like, you know, stratospheric, it was pretty successful compared, all things considered, but then the press and the media started to kind of zone in on him. So thinking about some of the lyrics in um, Controversy and just what people are putting on him, what they think about him. And I think that, I think when you're talking about what it means to be, what how Prince presented himself, I think there was that part of him who wanted to talk about politics, uh, maybe not knowing exactly how to or the best way as he did later in his life, but knowing, but kind of seeing. And also, it was 81 when this record was released, so... Yeah, recorded and released. It was done within the right. year, so, um, you know... Yeah, so... so yeah, so... so I, Reagan... Just got in the White House. Yeah. Cold War. No, no one's no sure how the Cold War is going to go. Uh, so I can kind of see a little bit of fear and paranoia. Well, definitely fear and uncertainty there because you have a, a former actor all of a sudden in the White House as if he knows what he's doing compared to now. Well, I'll leave that joke on the table. Um, I was going to say on the cover, of course, it's worth noting. Um, you know, I discussed this a little bit on the first track, but it is worth noting with with regard to this track in particular. Um, you have like the whole, you know, love thy neighbor. Do you believe in God? Um, Any Christian sent us to die, uh, you know. But then also President Signs Gun Control Act is on that one side next to Prince's face. Mm. And I mean, even like that just doesn't ever see, that doesn't seem like something that would ever happen in any universe. Uh, but particularly not today. But even, I mean, obviously, Ronald Reagan was not as right wing as a lot of the conservatives are today. So maybe he would have signed a gun control act, particularly after being shot. I don't think that ever yeah, happened. That's the thing, but it's just interesting. Yeah, that's that, why I, I don't it's think. It's interesting that in, in the design of the album cover, Prince thinks that that is a thing needs to go on the front and that maybe might happen, you know, because, you know, love thy neighbor, obviously, you know, a biblical thing. And obviously the question, do you believe in God is from the title track. And then obviously yeah. Annie Christian is just a reference to another song. But just that one, that that's, that part doesn't really relate to any songs on the album. That's the kind of, maybe it relates a little bit to Annie Christian, but it's, it's kind of odd, um, you know. And here's the thing as well, you know, I'll talk about yeah. this more once we get to Annie Christian. But, you know, the reference to John Lennon dying, you know, it was it was less than a year after John Lennon's death that this album came out. Right. So, you know, maybe kind of the the idea of kind of pop stars being shot or rock stars being shot is maybe something that's on Prince's mind now that he's kind of joining those ranks and, and 
you know, and, and becoming a, a kind of uh, more famous rock star. Maybe that's something that plays on his mind. Hey, there, there's a line uh, in the song, uh, you go to the zoo, you can't feed the gorillas. But the way the gorilla, gorilla is spelled, it's G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-S. So like an actual fighting, uh, a, like a, a fighter in the forest, yeah. uh, as opposed to like the actual animal. Cons- coming out of the 70s, uh, a bit of awareness of guerrilla fighters, if not in Vietnam, then some of the stuff that was happening in the U.S. too, and some of the organizations who were kind of using some guerrilla tactics there. So I yeah. think it's more, it's maybe not, be, may, it might not be an, a direct activism in it, but it just is a general awareness of it, which I think with Prince, like with R&B and social issues, it, it, it often feels very general. It, and I never feels like specific it, I will have to kind of like expand on this one and hopefully later, but you know, like what, what's going on? Well, not to sidetrack too much. What's going on by Marvin Gaye? Yeah. It was a kind of like aware of what was happening. It was talking about it, it, just the general sense of confusion people were having as opposed to being specific. Like the, it was about his brother coming back from Vietnam. If you told it, if he told a story from his brother's perspective, yeah. Had what's going on? It would be a vastly different song, but a lot of R and B songs, when they approach certain social issues, they aren't. They don't have that kind of. They aren't too specific. Sometimes. Well, I mean, you don't. The thing is, you don't want to kind of put yourself on one side of an issue and find yourself essentially on the wrong side of history further down the road. um, Sometimes, and I think that's that might be a caution with some songwriters is you know, they want to express things in kind of more generalities simply because, right. you know, you can look back and you can see people who released songs of, you know, that had a specific issue and you look back now and you cringe because you're like, they are completely, they were, were wrong. wrong. Yeah, they were so wrong. And I think a lot of people, um, even as you got into kind of like the late seventies and stuff, they wanted to kind of like, you you know, like the kind of Marvin Gaye stuff, they wanted to do social commentary, but they didn't want to get too far on the wrong side. Um, now, mm-hmm. I mean, not to get too sidetracked, but Stevie Wonder, you know, from kind of the, you know, um, kind of uh, basically Nixon, basically, there's about six songs that Stevie Wonder wrote about Nixon, including you yeah. know, Mr. And Know-It-All and uh, You Haven't Done Nothing and stuff like that. And they, they were very political kind of about Nixon, but they could still kind of felt general because they, they didn't yeah. kind of mention him in any way or kind of specifically talk about him. Um, and so I think a lot of people tr- are trying to go for that a kind of timeless quality, but they want to still talk about a certain social issue without getting too specific. Um, and obviously, if you end up being Prince and saying "Don't feed gorillas, left wing gorillas," um, right? And, then, yeah. and and here's the thing as well: is this song was recorded after Ronald Reagan's assassination attempt, uh, which happened in the March of 1981. So the fact that he's oh, saying, wow. "Ronnie, if you're dead, before I get to meet you," which <laughs> mm. which is such a kind of it's like i i mean to it feels a little in poor taste i would say even for the time but for me when i i look at that as you know is he was at the time the oldest elected president so that's how i interpreted it i didn't think of it so much as yeah i i even forgot i kind of forgot about the assassination attempt but uh yeah i i thought of it as more as uh just you know and and I guess the zeitgeist of how I perceive Reagan as just kind of being this old guy sometimes, which no offense to old people, you can do a lot of awesome things as Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. 
but uh, <laughs> that no, that wasn't yeah. the thing. Is that was part of the that was part of the election campaign? You know, he even famously said he wouldn't hold the age of um, of President um, Carter against yeah. him. You know, like so he used yeah. it to his advantage. So he wasn't ashamed of of kind of pointing out how old he was. But at the same time, I don't know. I I like as well when he's and he's like don't don't blow up my world, and then he has like a big mm. explosion. <laughs> It's like kind of, yeah. it's kind of so cartoony. Not, I mean, not that I yeah. hate the song yeah, or anything, it's... but it's just, it's such an odd song to me that I, by whenever I listen to it, I'm like, I don't even know what Prince was thinking. It's just kind of, it's such a kind of, I can never, like with a lot of the Prince songs, I can kind of get behind what he's saying. But with this one, I'm like, I, I don't know what is going on in his mind that he thought this is a, you know, this is, this is a suitable song to, to be on an album. Yeah. I, I, I think taking it from the punk perspective, I think that's why I'm, I kind of understand it to an extent, though. I, I think of it as don't screw up because you're going to, because you probably are going to screw up. I, you know, the, the left wing, the gorilla parts and left wing, and that kind of stuff, that kind of goes over me. But the, the message seems to be, hey, Ronnie, don't start World War Three. Yeah. Please, that's all we're asking. So if there was a message, that's what I would get out of it? I, w- I would just love for someone to cover this and just change it to Donnie. Oh, that is an amazing idea. I'll try that. <laughs> I'll, look, I'll look that up. Now, it's a good idea. I was going to say, out of... Fo- so he, he, he will start World War III well, because yeah. he just doesn't know any yeah. better. Uh, hopefully, not until after this podcast finishes, so at least I can get this done. Okay, yeah. 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 Uh, so give us a couple of years at least, Donald. So yeah. I would say out of five, I give this one three out of five, simply because... Practically everything on this album is five out of five for me, apart from this one track. It kind of just stands out, but you know, I don't know how you feel about it. I would give it. A, I, I too would give it a three out of five. Uh, I, I've said mostly positive things about it, but it also just kind of feels like it's not something that's going to be talked about too often. Yeah, I feel like we've uh, we've gone to the zoo, but we haven't fed gorillas, so there's more than enough. No, set we have about, not. More than enough said about this song. So, is there anything you wish to plug, Elliot? My uh, Twitter is at e h wallace w a l l a c e, and uh, yeah, that's it. You can follow us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Prince Podcast, um, or if you wish to email us. I don't know why you would, but if you do, then you can get us at princetrackbytrack at gmail.com. Thanks for returning to be my we're, guest we're once more. We're pretty great. <laughs> Thanks for returning to be my guest once more, Elliot. Thank you. Thank you. I can talk Prince all day, all night. And otherwise, goodbye. Goodbye.